Hello, hello, hello. Hello? Hello. <laughs> is, is there anyone out there? If Okay. If you guys can hear us, send us a sign. Send us... Send us your top five favorite movies of all time. All right? Because that, among other things, is what the cult of culture is all about. Here we'll be diving into everything under the sun when it comes to entertainment media. We'll be talking shop on movies, TV, video games, literature, and everything in between. We'll be diving into what makes these art forms tick and what we like to see going into that art. We're not experts in anything we discuss here, but when... Yeah, things never stopped. <laughs> yes, apparently speaking is just as hard, and I'm no expert in that, but that hasn't stopped me from doing it either. We hope that if you stick around and listen in, maybe you'll learn a thing or two. Or maybe we'll learn a thing or two from you. Or maybe we'll all just end up ranting about how the Tom Cruise mummy movie is an affront to God. But if you're down to clown, come along with us as we try to figure out how to turn our thoughts into a podcast, while also trying to figure out how to make that podcast not crash or make your guys' ears bleed. Hi, everyone. My name's Michael, and the person who serenaded you with his voice earlier is my friend Callum. This is the Cult of Culture podcast, and like Callum had said previously, we're going to touch base on all things uh, entertainment media-wise, from video games, TV, movies, you name it, we'll probably touch it. We're just kind of here to go on a couple of tangents, have some fun, and explore some exciting topics, and hopefully you enjoy the ride. Uh, let's get started. Calm, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty good, Michael. How are you? I'm well, sir. Um, so I guess since everyone's new to you and me, we should probably uh, go around and kind of touch base on what we personally enjoy. Like, what are our favorite stuff? So you had asked the viewers to give your top, their, your, their top five movies. So, Calum, what, what was your top movie? Well, I'll be totally honest. When it comes to pinning down my favorite movies of all time, it's either a mixed bag or impossible for me to figure out. I've always been a fan of the Star Wars movies. Make fun of me all you want, but Revenge of the Sith is probably one of the best Star Wars movies. I don't care what anyone else has to say about it. There's a lot of people that will probably have a lot to say about that. Oh, I don't doubt it, but you know what? The sequel trilogy also exists, so I'll have a lot to say back. That, that's very fair. There's, there is a lot to say in Star Wars in general, uh, <laughs> and uh, how they've done a lot of their stuff in the sequels and the prequels and all the various fun stuff that Star Wars did. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, it's just, it's going to be a gift that keeps on giving for a long time. Like, already there's been, Disney Plus has been coming out with new series for every other month, it seems. And that's not just limited to Star Wars either, even though Bad Batch is the big show right now. But a lot of their other stuff, like Marvel, it's like fucking every other week they seem to have a new offering. Like Loki's supposed to be coming out. Have you heard anything about that? I've heard that it is coming out. I haven't seen anything from it. Uh, I kind of dropped off the <laughs> Marvel bandwagon after... Uh... The last, uh, the last Avengers movie had come out. Um, I don't know what it was. I just, I saw all the superhero movies I wanted to see, and now I'm just 
kind of over it. <laughs> well, you know, that is fair enough, too, because especially with the MCU, it's been around since like 2008, and they've covered all of their heavy hitters up until Endgame, and now they're really starting to brand some very different stuff. And, well, with movie theaters being very closed, there's a lot of emphasis on Disney+, Plus, and, well... You know, a lot of people just don't want to be paying for three to four streaming services at any given time. I mean, hasn't no. stopped me personally, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, they definitely don't. And yeah, after like back in 2008, I don't think I missed a single MCU movie. I went every almost every weekend once or twice with buddies to catch, make sure we caught them all basically opening day or right around opening day all throughout uh end of high school and throughout college and then after endgame came out and it was just i was just over it after that one i was like okay i've seen everything and now i'm satisfied well you know it yeah endgame was really kind of a natural stopping point i found you had your big bad you managed to reverse what happened with infinity war and well, like I said earlier, there seems to be a new show on Disney Plus every five minutes, so it's becoming a bit saturated now. Not that there's anything wrong with the content they're putting out, like WandaVision and the Falcon Winter Soldier show. They were all pretty good in their way. But uh, yeah, thinking back to like 2008, it was almost a family event to be going out to a Marvel movie because you weren't seeing too many of them pretty early on. Like, I remember... It was actually a pretty big deal in 2008 going to see Iron Man in the theater because my mom was a fan of Robert Downey Jr. And we were sort of stretching to think of what we're supposed to do on Mother's Day. So we made that into the plan for that day. And it ended up becoming a tradition for like the next five to ten years after that, where on Mother's Day, if there was a Marvel movie out, we'd be watching that in the theaters. Oh, that's cool. We, my family definitely didn't do anything like that. Mother's Day, mom really just kind of wanted us to clean the house and leave it at that. Well, you <laughs> know, she was even home. Yeah, got to exploit the labor where you can, I suppose. Well, that's why you have children. At least that's what I was told. I don't know. I don't have any. <laughs> well, you know, fair enough. If I ever get around to that myself, it'll be all about life lessons as I abuse them for all the labor they're worth. Exactly. Perfect. Um, back on track. So you have you also have seem to have trouble pinpointing your favorite movies, as do I. I, I it all determines what I'm feeling like watching. I don't have that one movie that I'm like, yes, this is my favorite of all time. I enjoy some of like the like the classics, like your Happy Gilmore, your Waterboy. Uh, those ones are really good. Uh, the best of my, Adam Sandler for the sure. Sandler, yeah, absolutely. And Lord of the Rings, I think I preferred that one over Star Wars for sure, regardless of what other people's opinions are. Um, I yeah, I won't fault Lord you for that either. Was better, uh, and it ended, and it's not just getting milked for every ounce that it is worth. Oh, not for long though. Amazon is going to be coming out with a prequel series for that. That is right. I did hear rumors of that, so that. Yeah, well, apparently the- that's going to be worth like a billion dollars, which is kind of insane to me. I don't know how they're putting all that money into it, but I sure hope it's worth that much at the end. 
I'm sure it will be. I mean, Amazon will pour whatever they have in it. Jeff Bezos is richer than God himself. So they will pour all the money that they want into it, especially if they want to go toe-to-toe with your Netflix, your Disney, your Hulu, if you're in the U.S. listening to us. Uh, fortunately, where we are, we don't get Hulu. Yep. Rest in peace. I remember yeah. that was always the go-to a few years ago, but not so much. Nope. But oh, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries. It's I'm sure it will end up being a pretty big thing because I mean Amazon Prime's already been making like a pretty big friggin' name for themselves in terms of original content. A lot of the series they've been pumping out recently have just been like instant hits. Like you've got the boys, you've got Invincible now. I'm sure there's other ones that are out there that I'm blanking on right now, but uh I really yeah. enjoyed the expanse on Amazon Prime, personally, it's a really good sci-fi space opera type type show based on some older books. They were re- it's really good. There's about four or five seasons out of it right now. Um, it's definitely worth a check to check it out. Well, I'll be totally honest. It's been on my to watch list for forever and a day, and doing the books as well has been one because I've heard a lot of amazing things about that one. But uh, the series I don't is know. definitely one that you need to pay attention to. It's not one of the ones you want to sit with your phone in your hand. You want to put your phone off to the side and you want to pay attention because you look uh, down and then you look back up and you're like, I don't know what's happening anymore. Fair <laughs> enough. Sort of like an early Game of Thrones complexity to it, or just in space. Yeah, like it's it's got a very similar complexity. I wouldn't call it like it's not like a Game of Thrones and where you blink and seven characters have died. It's <laughs> more like you there's a lot of information and a lot of the important stuff is carried through dialogue, not action. So oh, someone fair enough. if you don't pay attention to it and it's in one ear and out the other, you're gonna be super lost for like the rest of the season and be like, I don't I don't know what we're doing. Uh, but that piece of dialogue that was given is vital to it. So it's just one of those shows that if you do pick it up, totally recommend it. It's really good. Pay attention to it and enjoy it in its full capacity or you won't have the same experience as you could have. That is good to know because honestly, when it comes to television series, I have some, uh, well, I don't want to say major commitment issues, but it's always just very time-consuming. Like, the last show I remember dumping a whole load of time into was, uh, well, I guess Shadow and Bone on Netflix was the last one I watched through and through, but The Umbrella Academy was one which was had a lot of stuff going on, went through all two seasons over the course of a few weeks, and uh, I couldn't just, I couldn't pay attention to it for long periods of time, like, <clears throat> fell into that trap of just pulling out the phone, looking at that whenever there was off time. And then it was one of those shows where here and there, there'd be little details where it's like, hmm, I probably should have seen that because now I'm a bit lost. When are we recovering that? See, that's, that makes me laugh, Callum, just because I am the opposite in my ability to commit to a show. As, as you know, I have... <laughs> I successfully committed to the anime one piece um currently still working on it i started it back in october last year and i'm on episode 560 i think was what i ended up at last night and that Uh, was out of how many there are 997 episodes currently out right now i believe there might not be that many but there's over 900 for sure 
uh, with episodes coming out weekly. Well, you're going strong then. You've really covered some ground in the last few months. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, on before all that, too, I mean, I've binged all of Bleach, uh, which, again, is another anime on Crunchyroll. Uh, that's got three, oh, just around 300 episodes, just over 300. Uh, Fairy Tale, which is the 365, 100 episodes. Uh, basically, I have no problem committing to shows. I'm, I'm trying to watch The Shadow and Bone that you were talking about. I'm on the last episode. It's just, I can't, I've got a lot of other things on the go right now. And oh, well, that's fair. I can't finish it. I got, I binged through one to through seven. And then eight's just been sitting there. I just, I couldn't finish it that one night. And it's just been put on the back burner, but I'm going to get to it. And I'm going to finish it because the actual series itself on Netflix is quite enjoyable. And I'm quite interested to see where they go within, within that universe. Uh, oh, absolutely. Created, all that they've created is quite fascinating. And I'm quite interested to see where else they take it. Yeah, as far as the fantasy stuff goes, it's actually been pretty interesting. Like they put a lot of effort into that world building and just having so many different characters with their different motivations has been pretty it's actually been pretty entertaining to get all those walks of life jammed into that one show but uh it's funny you mentioned that it took you forever to get from episode one to eight because the way i did it i was basically me and my dad were using that as the bonding activity whenever we were getting together for dinner or something and usually it was one or two episodes at a time like i only just watched the season finale probably a few days ago and that took me like a month and a half to get through that <laughs> that's right i can't I, I can't watch stuff with my dad he falls asleep yeah <laughs> throws on the tv and two minutes later he's snoring and just like why are why are we doing this you, you pick the show and you're snoring, and then I go, and I try to do something. It's like, what are you doing? We're watching this. No, I'm watching this. You're sleeping. <laughs> Just bed. <laughs> it's, it's past your bedtime, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah. That was me with... Sorry. Uh, oh, go ahead. That, that was you with what, Cal? That was, uh, that's me with my mom whenever we watch show. Like, I recently sat down and watched through the Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix, which very far out sort of setup I've for a show it's, but it's quite different it's very different like hell it's more of like an automated youtube playlist of anim like it's all animated stuff like mm -hmm. some of it's super sort of you know cutesy and 2d looking and then there's some where it's almost indistinguishable from live action and uh yeah it's second season just came out so me and my mom were watching through all the episodes from season one to two which was actually pretty good because none of the episodes go over 20 minutes long and it's a different story every episode. So for my rattled brain, I can take it in pretty easy. But yeah, like I was saying, she's fallen asleep much the same way. Even if it's the middle of the fucking afternoon and these are like 15 minute bits, she'll fall asleep and then it's like, oh, what episode are we on? It's like, uh, you missed probably the best one we've seen so far. So back one is where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone's got at least the one of those parents where they know at least that one person that they put the TV on and they're out cold and then they trying to figure out where they are in yeah. the show, but it's just a disaster. And it's just, no, this isn't going to work out. 
Well, the other entertaining role I've had too was acting as a scribe because everybody in my family, dad, mom, brother, it's like, well, no, my brother's pretty good, but my mom and my dad usually fall into the trap when we're watching the show and they just, I don't know, space out or something. And then a few minutes later, they're asking me like the entire fucking storyline of the show. Even though it's just like, I've seen as much as you have. I don't know the lore behind the books. I'm sorry, but this is not my fucking wheelhouse. But then I still end up giving them an entire synopsis of the Game of Thrones novels so that they can catch (laughs) up to speed. Even though I've never fucking read the novels either, but that's just (laughs) my lot in life. (laughs) I think I've only read one of those novels myself. I tried, uh, but they were just I don't know what it was. I was in school studying and I always carried the book with me in my bag. And oh, then fair I would grab it, but then I would always I'd always go to get it and then I'd be like, I should probably actually just grab this textbook and study because that's Have... what the responsible student I was, apparently. Uh, right. Can't relate. I <laughs> can't relate. Uh, you gotta be a responsible student sometimes, Tom. But yeah, I tried reading the books. Uh, like I said, I got through one, maybe two, and then I just kind of said, I give up. This isn't working out for me. Um, so I kind of don't read as much. When I was younger, I read a lot, like a lot, a lot. Uh, now I've got an e-reader. And when I'm at work, or mostly if I'm, when, I'm, when I was working, and when I uh, was at work doing a night shift and it was dead, I would just pull up the e-reader and read because that we were allowed to do. They just didn't want us playing video games or doing anything to attention. Yeah, really, the only thing we weren't allowed to really do was listen to music and play video games. But if people would watch YouTube videos with subtitles on and or read, they they didn't really care about that the whole lot. Yeah, fair enough. I sort of envy that with the work I have right now. Basically, the extent of being able to watch shit is like because most of my job is driving. You show up to the yard in the morning. You shouldn't watch things when you drive. Just just (laughs) disclaimer, everyone. Don't don't watch TV while you're driving your car. Yeah, absolutely. Not behind the wheel. (laughs) Yes, uh, don't watch TV behind the wheel. Don't text and drive. Don't try to play a game of frickin' cards going down the highway 120 kilometers an hour. You know, the works. The works, yeah. Just don't do it. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But then the extent of that, too, is I show up to the break room in the morning and the only TV we have is literally stuck on one channel, which is The View, and all you get is arts and crafts. And uh, so I'll you, tell you for... View? Sorry? You're not a fan of The View? Well, I can't say that I am, and nobody else in the room is either, because half the time they're just talking about the sports games, which I'll be honest with all of y'all, I don't know a thing about, so... But I know lots about, so don't worry. We will cover it at some point. I'm sure sports will come up. I will probably drag it out of Callum at some point. <laughs> Excellent. Well, until then, I'll just be watching The View at work with their arts and crafts crap. Oh, that just sounds oh so enjoyable. Oh, it's, um, I'm so thankful it's only the first 20 minutes of the day. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> That's good. At least it's only a short period of your day. Are you playing any video games right now, Colin? Uh, Other than Minecraft, not really. Like, I've been following some 
some stuff on YouTube, like Resident Evil 8 has been an interesting one to watch people go through. It's just, I can't really commit to it myself because video game consoles are expensive and my laptop is a brick, so I can Fair only enough. go so far. Fair enough. I've been playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Um, I also know a lot to, yeah, the YouTube streamers, the VTubers, they've been playing Resident Evil Village. Um, so that's been quite enjoyable and interesting to see those clips. I kind of, I do want to play it, but I should probably play Biohazard first. Seven and eight really intertwine together. Um, yeah. And from what I've been seeing with the eight playthroughs too, there is a lot of bounce back to things that happened in seven or at least towards sort of the end of the game without getting into spoiler territory. But, uh, the two very much go together and, uh, I don't know. It seems like it's been a lot of fun for people too, because it really harkened back to like the classic Resident Evil vibe, where you're just in the super claustrophobic area and you're just doing your damnedest to survive with nothing to work with. That that's so, basically what the whole game franchise is built on. Doing. Yeah, <laughs> like there were some missteps with five and six. From the sound of it, they were very much more action movie oriented, with uh, the main character punching boulders into lava pits and shit. So that was a bit of a diversion for a while, from what I understand. Yeah, but it definitely sounds like seven and eight went back to what they were known for, and I really do want to pick them up and play. It's just finding the time. I got to get the most out of Mass Effect Legendary. I mean, I've played Mass Effect since the first 2007 when the first one dropped on the on the 360. And I played through that. I about 50 hours clocked in on that. I had a lot of the achievements, like the Superpower Gamer one, which was to get your character maxed out to level 60, which was basically impossible. I'd play I would I would just do it where I would play a playthrough, finish the playthrough, and then I wouldn't even stop there. I would just restart the game immediately. Oh and man, achievement hunter, eh? I'm not normally an achievement hunter. That one wasn't really for the achievement. I just really liked the game and the story. It's probably my favorite franchise out there. Oh. I, I can't pick a favorite movie, but I can damn well pick a favorite video game franchise, and that that is Mass Effect, a hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's, yeah, a lot of what you were doing there sounds like my days in high school where I was playing through Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, and a lot of that was sort of, like, you know, your Metal Gear Solid games are usually pretty highly built around, like, the story, which in this case was pretty interesting as well, if not a little less than the usual fare, but... Uh, I ended up falling into the achievement hunting category too, because there was the base building aspect where you have research and development and you can like train up better soldiers, upgrade their weapons, give them equipment and build your own metal gear robot, which is like the staple of the franchise. And yeah, like you're just trying to max everything out. And I think I spent like on and off five years trying to get like full completionist to get to that, that point like sorry did you ever get did, did you ever get it i think i got close but then i sort of fizzled out with it because i mean it's a huge freaking time investment and to get some of the key components to really get to that point you have to do some like side missions to improve your skills and those ones are like ungodly freaking hard because 
as you know, with most video games, the AI really dials up as you get further along. So then the usual dumb as bricks NPCs that are looking for you in the mission one have like supersonic owl hearing 60% of the way through the game. And with Metal Gear Solid, it's like the difficulty curve is pretty unforgiving, especially if you suck at games like I do. So there was a lot of trial and error. That's that's fair. It is sad if you suck at games. I'm also not the best gamer uh, out there. I I'm good at my my I'm I'm good at what I'm good at. But anything yeah, with a fair. steep learning curve, like League of Legends, was a was a, was a trunk trip to hell, <laughs> and that will never go back. Uh, same with CS:GO. That was a that's uh, <laughs> a minor a slight trip where I think I tried it for a week with a buddy that was really really good at it. Oh, uh, insanely good at it. I think he was ranked at one point. Um, That's insane. Uh, yeah, he, he was insane at it. I was not, so he told me to try to get my skill up a little bit. And you can only be yelled at because you don't have every map memorized, or you make a wrong turn, or you fail to get the kill. You so shoot at times. the wrong pixel on the door with your op and get sniped immediately. Exactly. You can only get screamed at and belittled so much by the by the online community before you're like, why am I doing this? And then you just stop. I'm more of a single-player gamer myself. I, I play video games to relax and enjoy I, and just turn my brain off. I'm not... I'm not very competitive in games. The most competitive I've ever gotten was when Overwatch was big... I had a group of friends that were really, really into Overwatch. And so we would play the competitive routes. We were pretty good at it. I, I played D.Va with my main, and I was really good for a little while. But eventually it just it fizzles out. You just you can only play it so long, especially when you kind of hit your ceiling and you realize, okay, this is as far as I'm going to get unless I dedicate 40 hours a week to practicing this. Which if you have that time and you want to, by all means, that's great, but I did not. So yeah. it just naturally fizzles out because it's just, I'm not going to get any better. I kind of have to go to work and do other things in my life. Right. Make some money so that you can invest back into the single player games. Yeah. Which is probably why Mass Effect's my favorite franchise, favorite franchise of all time. Because it's very single player driven and it is an intensely good story. And I'm a sucker for a really good story driven game. The combat in it is good. In Mass Effect 1, the combat is questionable at best. It's probably not the best combat system. 2, they really stepped it up. And 3 was really good. Um, they tried the story, But the story was a 10 out of 10 from start to finish. Well, oh, sure. from start to halfway through Mass Effect 3, and then you slowly realize that how it's going to end. But I will not spoil it if anyone has not played it. Uh, all the way through yeah fair enough yeah no we're definitely sort of kindred spirits that way i'm always in for the single player stuff or just going into a game like minecraft and screwing around and putting my non-existent architecture degree to use because <laughs> my big thing was uh like you had your CSGO stuff and your Overwatch. And for some people, there's also your Fortnites and your Valorants. I never really got into that style of game. But I remember Call of Duty during the Modern Warfare spike around like 2010. Some of the early Black Ops games too. That was 
just utterly massive. And I was in on that too, trying to get in and level up and very much the same thing where you're in your online match and you're listening to people over the mic, just absolutely screaming their lungs out and giving you all kinds of hell because you just ran into the machine gun fire for the 14th freaking time because nobody knows how to throw grenades. And eventually you just sort of run out of energy for that kind of a thing. Eventually, yeah. See, I religiously played Modern Warfare online. That was like the last great online experience that I played through. That and Halo. Halo 3's online was the shit. It was so much fun. Oh, fair enough. And then like that that was my high school days. I really kind of dove straight into the whole online gaming in regards that I never really talked to anyone. I would just keep my mic off and whatever people want to call me out they can i'm not going to hear them everyone's muted um but then after that i just was as i got older i just kind of went back to wanting to play single player games i didn't want to keep on trying especially when you don't have the time i have so much more time as a in high school you get home you go play games yeah you're supposed to do homework but yeah do play we, games do we ever yeah. do homework i know i didn't <laughs> And then same in college, you, you go play games. Yeah, you have homework and you're a little bit more of a responsible student. Yeah, I but wasn't. Like, I, I usually just watched YouTube <laughs> till four in the morning and then used half an hour to crank my assignment out. Yeah, well, I, when I was in college in my final semester, my Friday, I had one class at eight in the morning from eight to 10. And I had nothing the rest of the day. So my weekend started at 10 a.m. on a Friday. So Ooh, I would just, if I had nothing to do with friends, I would just go home play video games all day or watch tv or anime or whatever but i would go and kind of do my thing and then then do the homework later uh it's the way to yeah, do it so honestly it is and i, I mean going forward if, for the listeners um we're going to talk more about like specific points and things in in media from the video games to tv shows movies We'll probably test some anime just because I'm part of this whole thing and it will make us do that. Um, but we'll talk about what will be more driven and focused than what we are right now. Right now, yeah. our, this is who we are. Um, yes, you get the raw, stuff. unfiltered version. Exactly. This is the raw, unfiltered version. This is what we are like. And if you are interested in listening to us continue down the path we'll be more focused and we'll have ideas we will still go off on tangents it's, it's gonna happen there's nothing we can do about it oh but yeah going forward it will be more focused than just two guys sitting around and talking about things that they like yeah this is, more, this is what we enjoy if you enjoy the same stuff we do then you're probably gonna like what we have to say yeah. uh, and if you don't well maybe you want to listen in and see what kind of where are the opinions differ? Because, I mean, no, different opinions are always welcome, for sure. Yeah, we'd like to hear from you guys whenever you get around to finding our podcast and giving us some input on, like we said in the beginning, some of your favorite movies, TV shows, what you like to see. And a lot of our future episodes will probably gear towards things like specific genres, the use of soundtrack, what goes into the soundtrack, lighting, blocking all sorts of other things with the video games it's just like 
your first person versus third person, getting into the more specific areas and just sort of our thoughts on that. So hopefully you guys can, you know, join in on that, have a little bit of input, things to share. Hell, if some of you are experts in your field, we'd love to hear some of your some of your experiences, your expertise, maybe some horror stories if you're open. But overall, we're going to be really trying to not only expand our horizons, but hopefully your guys's too. So, yeah, yeah if I, that's something you like, stick around. Yeah, and I think with that, I think this is a good place to end it today. It's been fun hanging out with everyone and with Callum. Um, if you guys like, go ahead and follow us or subscribe or whatever. We're going to try to do things weekly. It may not always happen, but we're going to try to keep a consistent schedule. Um, so just keep your eyes open for the next episode. And it, like I said, it'll be more focused than this one. But it was nice to meet everyone. And Calum, do you have any ending words? Yeah, it's much like what you said. It's nice to have all of you guys out here, wherever you may be coming from, whenever you're deciding to listen. And we look forward to seeing more of you in the future. Michael, it's always good talking to you. And with that in mind, we will begin the scheming for the next few episodes. Hopefully we have some things that you find interesting in the coming weeks. This is the Cult of Culture, and uh, I hope you guys want to join our cult. Have a nice day and uh, wash your hands. <laughs> have a good one. Bye. Have a good one.